Welcome. Welcome to the Normal Friends, a Super Friends Companion podcast. We we are not normal friends, but um, the concept of normal friends does exist. Yeah. We are aware of normal friends existing somewhere in the universe. We're we're laying no claim to being that. No. So legally, you cannot prosecute us for that. So just if that's what you're planning on doing, too bad. We want to make that absolutely you clear. You cannot. We've checked we've checked this out. Just so you know, listeners, but every time before we press record, we consult with lawyers for at least three hours. We we, we have make a, sure we have all of our bases are cover are legally covered. Do you think do you think that we would just do this without checking first, without checking before and after every episode? Do you think we're fools? Is that what you think? Do you think we're idiots? Of course. Of course. <sighs> we Make sure everything is on the up and up, legally speaking. We don't want yeah. to leave any opportunity for you jackals no. to come for us. And we, we know that it's what you're trying to do. We know you were listening for the opportunity to just pounce, to just take us for all we're worth. <laughs> and we're just not going to let it happen. I, I'm going to level with you. You know, we, our operating budget for this podcast is. I mean, it's over three million dollars, right? And and, and and you can hear you can hear that quality. You can hear that money in every second of this. It, it is evident, and you know our our concern is that people want a piece of that. And how do they get a piece of it? Well, legal action, because we said that we're normal friends, and you say that we're not normal friends. Well, guess what? We got an ironclad an ironclad contract showing that we. Are all in the clear. So, what's your move now? What is your move? Look, you come for the king. You better bring your best fiber reinforced epoxy resin. Speaking, plastic. <laughs> speaking of king, let's get right into uh, this episode, the Fantastic First, season one, episode ten of Super Friends. Yeah, uh, Michael, I'm going to let you give the the eight hundred thousand feet. Over uh, overview of what happened in this episode. Sure. I will tell you, this episode kind of felt a little light on story. <laughs> Did it now. So, we start out with... Uh, so, King Plasto, uh, a king without a kingdom, and his jester, Styro, uh, are driving around in the King Plasto truck. Uh, and they have created a substance called FRRP. Fiber-reinforced epoxy resin plastic that apparently allows you to make any object and uh, fit it inside of an egg as needed. And they are going to go seal a shipment of plastic powder from the Government Research and Experiment Program for Space, or GRIPS. And over the course of the episode, the Super Friends play in a charity golf tournament. I guess they're not really playing golf, they're doing trick shots. Marvin forgets how to talk for a time. There's a mole at Greps. Polyethylene is her name. King Plasto makes a bunch of shit out of Furp. The Super Friends eventually stop him because Wonder Woman, among many other abilities, is a chemist who creates 
a fruit solvent. And uh, happily, this is an episode where I think the second in a row where the villain is not someone on a misguided but well-intentioned quest. He just wants to make a kingdom out of plastic. So, you know, a really straightforward, understandable motivation. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on uh, the on the motive, uh, but we'll we'll go into that later. So the first thing I want to point out is, uh, as you as you mentioned, what I liked about this episode is instead of being trying to be mysterious, instead of like them trying to go, oh, something mysterious happened, but what happened? They let us know precisely what's yeah. going on right off the bat. His name is King Plasto. He's got a jester, and they're in a van, and they're trying to do something. You know, Hitchcock said that, you know, it does, if you want to build suspense, let the audience know what's going up front so that we can, we can anticipate when, when the, the reveal will come. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think, I think finally the writers are picking up on Hitchcock's advice and, and doing that instead of, instead of leaving us, the viewer in the dark. They let us know, hey, King Plasto is here. And, and frankly, he's up to no good. Then we cut to the celebrity golf yep. tournament, where, as you said, the, um, the, the super friends are doing a kind of Harlem Globetrotters-esque appearance. Yes. They're not, it's not a tournament, really. It's just, uh, it's just them playing around. It's a, uh, what do you call it? An exhibition exactly. match. Exactly. Yeah, trick shots. I would love it if whatever the next Batman movie is after the Batman, they incorporate Batman's talent for crowd work. Yeah. I think I think that is a an oft overlooked ability for for Batman. He he spends a lot of time uh, brooding, and you know what he needs to be is engaging an audience. Yeah. And, you know, announcing. I I just think it makes it makes for a more exciting character when yeah. he you know like maybe if he wants to work at night maybe he could be like a strip strip club DJ. Sure. I mean, just to get some extra cash, you know. Who who needs extra cash more than Batman? I mean, we all do these this day in this day and age. Yeah. Huh. Uh, one thing I want to point out is uh, the location that they were playing golf was called yeah. the Haunted Hills Golf Course, which um, I assumed would have something to do with, uh, you know, the, I've, I, that doesn't seem like a normal name, but alas, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, wasn't. Yeah, didn't it, have it, anything to do with anything. It does not pay off at all. No ghosts. Nothing mysterious. It just so happens that the name of this place is the Haunted it Hills. It seems like they just couldn't think up another H word to pair with Hills. I think Haunted Hills was um, going to be its own episode, but then they f- they messed up, and then they ha- and then they used it in this one. They're like, "What? You mean the Haunted Hills episode is now that's the name of the golf course?" I think it was always the golf course. I think Plasto was the element they added. I I imagine someone wrote an episode where the Super Friends have to play a golf tournament against a group of ghosts for the souls of Wendy and Marvin. I don't know if they're going to really 
work that hard in that tournament, but I'd watch that episode. Yeah, I would too. No, I think that I think they would throw it. I think, oh no, you took Wendy and Marvin. Uh, let's all right, go back to the Hall of Justice League, I guess. Oops. Yeah, I think so too. One thing to note about this uh, episode is that they, the writers, are really writing up a storm here. Yeah. There's not necessarily a lot of clarity. No. Um, nor is there a lot of, you know, intrigue. But they are writing a lot of words in this episode. Sure. And they're um, uh, giving a lot of explanation that we don't need or, or have really asked for. Um, I, you know, so a- as you said, King Plasto, he wants to have his own country, his own kingdom. And uh, with just him, and I guess his jester and his life partner. Yeah. They're ste- like you said, they're stealing raw plastic from the government, which um, I don't think that that's true. I don't think plastic is in raw powder form. Yeah, they make it they seem like it's it a natural things. resource. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that that's true. And uh, you know how I've mentioned in the past, sometimes they like to sprinkle facts in. Uh, uh, this this one has no facts. No, not at In all. In fact, the, this is a very anti-fact. Listener, if if you know what raw plastic, how plastic is made, feel free to 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 send that in. I mean, unless you're it's involved in some kind of legal action, and in that case, you can go eat a uh, eat an egg. You know, yeah, because you're not going to get you us. Could, you you're not home. going you're, to get us. You can try, but oh boy, you're going to be in for uh, a sad awakening. But uh, at one point, uh, Styro uh, asks Plasto how uh, he goes, I I can't even understand how this works or something. Yeah. And then uh, Plasto goes, well, you know, it's very complicated, implying that he is not going to be uh, giving a lot of pseudo scientific jargon, and then he proceeds to do it anyway. Yeah, not to bring it back to H.P. Lovecraft, but that's um, my second biggest complaint with H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, first being the racism, and sure. then the second being um, the fact that he's constantly saying, "Oh, the this character saw something that was so horrific that he, you know, even attempting to describe it would drive you mad." And then he describes it. <laughs> if something is, is so complicated you can't explain it, then don't explain yeah. it. He went on to talk about how these pretend chemicals happened, and then also it uses arms to smash it. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, he's just creating copies of things. You know, they, they just spend a lot of time talking about it and showing it, which I guess for the kids, you know, they want it, but it's going to mess them up for the future. It would be one thing if there were any part of this that were scientific or realistic, that would, that would be a good reason to explain how this all works, but it's all gobbledygook. Yeah. So it should have just been like, Hey, don't worry about it. Styro and left it at that. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I want to point something out here and this will come in to play later normally when there is a henchman uh with a scary looking nose and a uh you know a mastermind they have a a pretty dysfunctional relationship and i will have to say that the relationship between styro and plasto has to be one of the more um 
healthy Absolutely. relationships I've seen in this series. Uh, maybe the healthiest relationship we've seen. So far, I mean, so, uh, even counting, I mean, it goes without saying, but even counting anyone in the league itself, he very much asks him to do things. He does those things. Uh, he gives him positive reinforcement. He is a fan of his jester. When his jester plays music, yeah, he he's appreciative. Any of it. other relationship on this show up to this point, if one person started singing a song about another person, the subject of that song would be like, "Hey, fuck you, stop singing." But yeah. Plasto is on board entirely for Styro's whole deal. Yeah, he he's 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 a real he's a fan. And, um, you know, I feel like we don't really see, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit as, uh, as Michael mentioned, Paul, what is her name? Polyethylene. Yeah. Polyethylene. She is a, uh, a plant. Uh, and by that, I mean, not, she's a plant, but she is a, a mole, a spy yeah. in the government agency who's helping her partner Plasto and, you know they also they also have a good relationship. You know he's concerned about her well being. Yep. Uh, she's trying to help him out. They have a they have a system a, a, a spy alert system. Uh, and I have to say, you know, that seeing their their communication, it was inspiring. It was. And I think a, a welcome change from the negativity and and hurtfulness that we see so often from the Justice League and Wendy and Marvin. In particular, I feel like everyone is really sticking it to Marvin this episode. Even even when they uh, when he is completely correct yeah. and uh they force themselves to apologize to him, they still are figuring out ways to to try to humiliate him. Yeah. At the at the charity golf exhibition Super well. First, before we get to this, there's a moment where Batman uh, hits the ball into the water hazard, and Aquaman goes to hit it out of the water. He makes a crab pun to a lobster. Uh, that that he does. I don't think uh, he really understands. Like he 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 understands, quote unquote. Like he can hear what they're saying. I don't think he knows anything about these creatures yeah I, I wonder if he's actually you know from the sea no he's not and he he doesn't want this he has this power but he has nothing but disdain for the sea oh yeah also um I, you know i want to mention this when when he addresses that lobster he says don't crab my act don't crab my act i the first time i thought he, i thought he said don't grab my ass <laughs> I genuinely heard him say, don't grab my ass. Is that what he was like? Was that what the joke was? That it's that it sounded like that? Because don't crab my act. He said it as though like that's a phrase we all know. I feel like that's something a grandma would say. Like that that could be something that back in the day. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a common phrase back then. Sure. But um I've never, I've certainly never heard it before. I mean, that's the beauty of time, I suppose. When something's close to 40 years old, people just have to be like, I guess that's just how they talked back then. Oh, it's like uh, old Saturday Saturday Night Live. The jokes are 
not understandable. Yeah. You know? It's just, uh, I guess that's a reference to something that happened. Yeah. But after this, uh, Superman tries to putt, but forgets his own strength and knocks it way the hell through the trees. I don't think he forgot. No, I think he was trying to get rid of Marvin. <laughs> I think he was he purposely just trying to angle it so that it would give him a permanent concussion. <laughs> or at least get Marvin lost in the woods for an afternoon. Yeah. Marvin goes off to try to find this golf ball and just assumes it's in this shack. I don't know why it would be in this shack as opposed to anywhere else nearby. Which And actually, that's a mystery the episode never solves. We never see what happened to that golf ball. No, it's gone. And it it's going to plague us and our listeners for the rest of our lives. My understanding is the plot for the next 12 years or so of this series hinges on this golf ball. Well, and even on to the Zack Snyder Justice League. Yeah. Which is, um, I I felt like they were heavily implying they were going to find a golf ball, and then the cliffhanger was, of course, they did not find the golf ball. Yeah, and then Flash goes, then the Flash goes into the Speed Force, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, uh, the number one uh, cheerworthy moment of twenty twenty one. Yep, it's everyone's That's favorite. Very topical as well. It's everyone's favorite moment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, of course, Marvin gets into a mishap where Plasto is uh, doing something nefarious, and what do you know? He's on top of him, you know? Yeah, the shack, I don't know how Marvin didn't notice this. The shack is on top of King Plasto's truck. Also, did you notice that Marvin has taken to calling Wonder Dog Wonder? Just Wonder. Yeah, I wrote I wrote that down. I, I, I'm curious if that started in a previous episode, but from now on, it sounds like they've decided he's called Wonder. I guess it's too much, uh, too much effort to say the whole thing. Yeah, that, that, oof, that third syllable, it'll get you. All right, so the King Plasto truck drives away with the, uh, with the shack on until Styro shuts it down. Marvin and Wonder Dog jump on a branch and assume that's what opens the door in the cliff face. And Plasto and Styro go inside with their booty of raw plastic. And they build a tugboat. And Styro sings another one of his songs about King Plasto that Plasto just cannot get enough of. They man, do they enjoy being in each other's company? He loves it. It's he loves so him. nice to see. Yeah. Then uh, Marvin and Wonder Dog run back to the Super Friends, and I did Marvin have a stroke or something on the way back because his ability to communicate is non-existent. I think it's implied that the situation is uh, causing him to uh, be confused. But this situation is no more confusing than I would any argue the it's other significantly that they've been through confusing. on a weekly basis. And not only that... I would argue it's significantly less confusing. Yeah, exactly. I would say this is consi- significantly less. Uh, it's pr- pretty straightforward what's happened. So I think, you know, he just... The, the consistency with his ability to communicate uh, that, that lowered... Pretty much this whole conversation is an opportunity... 
for everyone else associated with the Super Friends to make Marvin look like an idiot. Precisely. Uh, they they waste no time in, in pointing out that... Uh, I mean, everyone gets in on it, pointing out that uh, he's a, a doofus. Yeah, yeah. Um, Batman suggests that Marvin has shack shock. Uh, it, was that a pun for shell shock? Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, one of those hilarious uh, post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. jokes that you That's, see in cartoons yeah, all the time. So, so funny. Uh, yeah, and um, I'm, I, Robin gets in some zingers as well. He basically calls him a liar, Robin does. he. But, I mean, ultimately, so he, he gets out something. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a part where they decide to figure something out. They take the letters, uh, what is it? Uh, Roy, Roy, LaPost. Roy LaPost. And they're like, oh, well, we'll be able to move these around. Or wait, so <laughs> Marvin says something, and uh, Batman says, what you just said is unequivocally wrong. Yeah, like he does it in the most dismissive, contemptuous yes. way possible. He he went out of his way to point out how awful he is. So before that, they go back to the Hall of Justice League. The grips people filled in about the missing top secret plastic, and that's where they learned the name Roy the Post. And this is where we first meet polyethylene. King Plasto sends two geese out. One has a flying saucer egg that it drops over rush hour traffic. And the other one drops a fake killer whale into the ocean. Superman and Aquaman, uh, respectively, go off to deal with those. And so we're back at the at the letters with Roy LaPost. It's insane to me. That you would look at an alias and think, well, obviously it must have all the same letters of the real name. That's quite a jump. Just assuming that it's an anagram is nuts. And it's not like, you know, oh, Batman has uh, experience with the Riddler and he knows he does this. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And the fact that it is an anagram means Plasto is dumb. And furthermore... Or wants to be caught. The only way that they actually figure out uh, what the answer is, is when they drop the tiles on the floor and they are arranged in a random format. Yeah. <laughs> then they go, oh, plasta. Or yeah, they, Well, the word plasto falls sort of perfectly formed and all the other letters are yeah. askew, which is weird in itself. It's like there's a, an invisible spirit guiding them toward... Catching King Plasto. And perhaps there is. It's the spirit of Mother Earth trying to stop the use of so much yeah. plastic. So uh, they identify who this this guy is. Uh, another thing that happens, and I'm, I'm skipping a little bit, was that as with almost every episode, Batman and Robin kind of dismiss Wendy and Marvin. And, of course, Wendy and Marvin find the, their selves in the exact center of the place that everyone's trying to find. Yeah. You know, once again, I love the idea that in the, in the near future, we have the technology to manipulate matter into whatever we want, but not the ability to call someone, especially since previously, I think they did. I think there was an episode with a communicator uh, that are just gone now. Yeah. It, 
seems like at a certain point, if you're going to let Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog walk into danger so often and you're not going to do anything about it, it looks like you want them to die. Yeah. I mean, there's no tracking device. There's no general check-in. I mean, you know, maybe they just feel like they're respecting their privacy, but they have established they are children. Not even particularly smart or capable no. children. These are these are children who require constant supervision in order to yeah. stay alive. Uh, supervision, they're not getting. Now, I know uh, Superman may have supervision, but he is not capable of providing it. Yeah, because, well, uh, at least right now, he's using that to take care of an inflated another UFO. So, I think it's a little bit racist to make Superman do that. I mean, I, I think he, volu- he, he volunteered right? to do it, which I'm wondering is when he went, to, was he just going to be like uh, upset that they were enforcing the stereotype of alien invaders? Uh, is that why he went? Yeah, it's like, come on. I've been doing I've been doing so much work to make everyone comfortable with aliens ruining, and ruining everything. This. Uh, and also, they're very concerned with the flow of traffic in this episode. Yeah, very much. Traffic so. jams are are the worst thing that could happen in this episode. Well, and at one point, Batman says we can get there in such and such time with light traffic, and that suggests that the Batmobile is following traffic laws. Sits at red lights and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And I've certainly never seen in a Batman movie or comic the Batmobile obey any traffic Look, laws. Just because a vigilante breaks some laws doesn't mean he has to break all the laws. Most Batmobiles don't seem street legal anyway. Yeah, no. But this one's just basically a car. Yeah, it's a car with big fins on the back. Yeah, the fins are basically... The thing that makes it special. And I don't think they do yeah. anything except aesthetically. So, yeah, they Batman and Robin leave them there. As they drive away, Batman and Robin accidentally trigger the door opening. So, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog go inside to investigate because their ability to uh, learn their lesson and remember what they have learned doesn't exist. No. And it resets they every They will always walk headfirst into danger without any reason to do so uh later on in this episode they start opening up these explosive like they're these eggs uh, that hold enormous things they start opening them up inside of the headquarters which to be fair uh, that was wonder woman's prerogative (laughs) she just says well let's just hope that this isn't bigger than the building we're in (laughs) oops it was sorry yeah uh anyway Back to this point in the story. Batman and Robin contact the Justice League computer to learn about the next plastic shipment. So they go off to do that. And they they talk about, should we go get, you know, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog? And Batman's like, no, they know how to get home. Yeah. It, which, I mean, the, the question is, what do they know how to get home versus have the capability of driving across the city? Which... Like, what are they going to do? Just take a cab? The This show does not do anything to let us know how far things are from other things. Even the city with the where King Plasto sent the fake UFO, that was just a, quote, nearby city. 
Doesn't say yeah. what city it is. To an extent, though, to an extent, though, I'm grateful for that because it means uh, the less they travel around the planet, the less uh, racist impressions. Uh, it's the less they ask Casey Kasem to do an accent he shouldn't. Just, yeah. So, yeah, Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog discover the furp eggs. Wonder Dog accidentally breaks an egg and we get like a golf. They call it a golf cart, but it looks more like a scooter. Yeah. And they ride into what is, I think, the least explicable space in any Super Friends episode. There's the Frp Arena. Why is it an arena? Yeah, why does he... It is set up like a sporting venue. Marvin even compares it to the Astrodome. Yeah, which shout out to Houston, I guess. Yeah, Houston exists in the Super Friends universe. It's <laughs> cool. It's cool news. for us. Uh, Michael used to live in Houston, and now he doesn't. So he doesn't get to be happy about that. They have not, not, not yet, I believe, mentioned Chicago at all. So Gotham is Chicago. Sometimes, sometimes Gotham is New York. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a soundstage. So, who knows? Yeah. In the Harley Quinn movie, it was Los Angeles. And also, Chicago is Metropolis. So, Chicago might be everywhere. DC Earth is just filled yes. with Chicago's. So, why can't why can't Houston just have this? Why can't we just have you're right, this? You're right. You're right. So, Wendy and Marvin have gotten to the bottom of things, essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're always, as brain damaged as they appear to be, they uh, always seem to get to the bottom of this. Uh, get to the bottom of things before the Super Friends do, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman investigates the whale and pops it he with a swordfish. And he berates the whale. He goes, yeah, hey, like, overgrown You listen to me. You listen to your commander. You listen to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you will obey me. Turns out he's actually a pretty tyrannical king yeah. to see. I think I think they've we've implied that so far. So Batman and Robin wait for this tugboat, the the Sea Dragon, to arrive. They wait for it. They don't see it. Styron Plasto successfully steal the shipment using more Furp stuff, and they're in a fake Grebs truck. Or Grep's truck. And Plasto doesn't think to not wear a crown and robe. So Batman immediately knows who it's who they are. He doesn't care. He wants to get caught. He has to want to get it caught. It really seems like it. I think he knows that three people is not a kingdom. Yeah. And so his his dream is hollow. There's there, like, He's never going to achieve what he wants to achieve. No, and uh, I think we're... At the at the end, we'll uh, we'll be able to uh, explain that. But yeah, I think the best he can hope for is to lead a prison gang, and I think that's what he's going for here. Yeah. So as Batman and Robin chase after Plasto and Styro, they throw a tank at them, then an Eiffel Tower, then a factory, <laughs> and then Plasto and Styro get away. But on the way back, Plasto drops a furp egg. And then we're at the Hall of the Justice League. 
Wonder Woman's talking to the grips people and polyethylene. I feel like Wonder Woman is about to figure out that polyethylene is a plant. I think she's aware. I think she's aware and she's just toying with her. But I think she was about to do something about it. Then Wendy and Marvin show up and that Uh, gives polyethylene a chance to escape. Yeah, she was going to execute her. Yeah, yeah. She was gonna. She was gonna snap her neck right in front of the other guy. Yeah, I like how they. Oh no, maybe this is coming up. But they they do an analysis of the egg, and uh, apparently banana oil is a factor. Is banana oil the secret ingredient? Uh, I mean, I think you know this because I, I think it's pretty standard that everyone knows this. Banana oil is pretty essential when you want to compress something down to the size of an egg that's kind of the the key element for that well he said he said you know this is a everyone has the ability to make this uh, you know everyone has the household ingredients but only i know the secret ingredient king plasto says that and uh, you know i guess now because we're out of the 70s everyone knows that banana oil has those properties it's part of, I think, at the national level. I think it's, the, I think it's the fourth grade elementary school curriculum that you learn about the properties of banana oil. Yeah, I didn't because I, I dropped out. But yeah, yeah, you dropped out, and uh, you just went to work at uh, crayon factory for like thirty years. Yeah, I made crowns. I got fired because they called it crowns. I called yeah, it crayon. You, you would not stand for it. No, I would sit. And make crowns. Anyway, so they find out how Greps is made. Or no, how, sorry, Ferps is Ferp. made. Yep. Sorry. That was a terrible mistake. It was. Thank God we corrected it. And, they, and, they, and they, they're able to identify Plasto because for whatever reason, there is a King Plasto statue egg. That's right. One of the King eggs. Plasto, founder of... Furplant was I don't remember was he in the database? No, he was not in their bad guy database. He was a new rogue. New rogue, I I think because he probably wasn't committing a lot of other crimes before this. He was pretty single minded here. No, I mean he seems pretty focused on this one thing. Yeah, Batman calls the hall of the Justice League about the Furp factory. And at least in my episode, he started his transmission like mid-sentence. Yeah. He said it's too big, but he doesn't say what it is. But Wonder Woman seems to know what he's talking about. So I think maybe, and this will shock you, uh, the people who made this show were not super careful about editing. Well, I don't don't think there's anything in this previous episodes to justify (laughs) that. You're right, you're right. This is a model of Immaculate. meticulous effort. Meticulous, yeah. But Wonder Woman goes to make a FERP solvent while Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog run off to help Batman and Robin. What they're going to do, who knows? But they're going to they're gonna help, by God. I love, right before this, when they had those eggs, Wendy goes, Marvin, these aren't real eggs. It's like, hey, um, he was just right. Like, yeah. How about just, how about just not saying it? How about just don't say anything to him? Just, just bite your tongue. That way, you won't have to half-assed apologize again later. Yeah, 
Just keep your mouth shut. Tune him out. Maybe it's this negative attention that's causing him to to speak out. Yeah. Just ignore him and he'll stop acting out. They arrive at his private island, which he uh, doesn't... Um, isn't good enough for him. He wants a whole nation. He wants a whole kingdom. They they arrive at his private island. They see him, and then they there's a grand battle, and uh, finally they uh, they manage to apprehend him. Yeah, because Wonder Woman has created a solvent using her prodigious chemistry skills that have yet that that hadn't yet come up on the show. It's a new ability for Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's full of them. So yeah, and then yeah, they 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 thwart Plasto and Styro and Polyethylene, and they end up in a plastic jail. Uh, which doesn't I mean they could be in a metal jail. Oh no, it was the jail that he created, correct? Yeah. Um, did they just leave him there to starve? I think so. He yeah, I I think he was probably dead in a few weeks. I mean, all of them were. But uh, yeah. one thing I think is fun is uh, so. When he, so here's the thing about King Plasto. King Plasto's crime was that he was stealing raw materials from the government. Yeah. That, that is King Plasto's crime. And what he wants to do is take this plastic from the government and uh, use it for his own creation that he did steal. He stole that creation, but he wants to go and make his own his own kingdom away from everyone and he says away from this you know crazy mixed up world we live in which yeah. is not um you know he doesn't want to kill anyone no it's as far as the various crimes go it's fairly innocuous it's not like he's trying to wipe out all art and history like that one guy did was that goodfellow no goodfellow was the geek Never mind. Yeah, no, what was that guy's... I don't remember that guy's name. But uh, he he just wants to steal some plastic from the government so that he can make his own thing where he's living with his partner and his jester and they could just go live their own life. Uh, I don't yeah. necessarily think he's in the wrong here. Uh, but, you know, he says... Superman goes, One man is not an island. And then leaves him to rot in a prison. Yeah. Rot and die. And then they all go back to the Hall of the Justice League where Wendy, Wendy makes them all dinner. Because of course she does. Wendy. <laughs> uh, She's yep, a young woman. To, what else is she going to do? We need to make a dinner count for how many times Wendy has made everyone dinner or biscuits or cookies or whatever. Because it happens quite a lot. Yeah, all the time, all the time. But they let her have some fun at Marvin's expense. As with most episodes, they really want to make sure that we have thoroughly taken Marvin down a peg from any, you know, confidence he may have built up over the episode. Yeah. She takes a regular egg, disguises it as a uh, as a Ferps egg, and lets it... Um, fall on him on his face and everybody laughs and they laugh and they laugh and they laugh and marvin dies inside just a little bit more by the end of this first season i assume he will be a, just an empty shell of a person 
Well, we don't see him, which makes me think that he's been hospitalized. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I think the best possible outcome for Marvin and the be- the best like for him the best explanation for for why he does not continue past the first season is he gets help and realizes how toxic this situation is and yeah. he doesn't come back because he 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 realizes his own value as a human being. Yeah, and he may he makes takes a a stand and he leaves. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean that would be the best the best ending for him. I think what'll actually happen is that he and Wendy, you know, go into a villain's lair one too many times and get eaten by a mutant alligator or something. Yeah, or someone just shoots them. That's it. Just shoot them. There's no guns. There's no guns in this world. <laughs> it, that'll be the first episode with them. Yeah. So, Michael, if you had to solve this problem within the first act. Uh, how might you have written this differently? So, when the Justice League is preparing for this golf tournament, Wendy actually says, well, it's pretty quiet, thus jinxing them. She goes, she says, I hope the trouble alert doesn't go off. And moments later, the trouble alert goes off. So, I think... If Wendy doesn't say that, the trouble alert never goes off. Plasto, Cyro, and Polyethylene get to build their kingdom. They leave everyone alone once they have it. So that's not really a threat. Other than all the plastics in the environment, this episode does nothing to point out how bad this much plastic is. But, you know, it's the 70s. Uh, If Wendy doesn't jinx things... The trouble it doesn't go off. The Justice League plays uh, in the charity golf tournament. Everything's fine. So you think that this is a, a cosmic thing where yeah. just, you know, if if she hadn't have put it out in the in the atmosphere that that this could happen, it wouldn't happen. A la butterfly effect. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. I don't disagree, but uh, that's not how I would do it. If I were going to end this in the first act, uh, I, as GURPS, uh, now that's, of course, the government agency, um, I would employ the use of something called security cameras. Yeah. So um, th- these are things that uh, apparently are used, uh, f- the Justice League use them, but uh, for some reason, uh, after multiple you know, attempts at tracking uh, these uh, shipments of plastic powder, uh, they've not been able to figure it out. So um, I would employ a security camera or some kind of surveillance thing to track the shipment. And when I when they determined that it was being stopped, they would have identi- identified Plasto and Styro, and they would have uh, shot them on site. Yeah. Because the, after all, they're going on government bases, and that's not allowed. They would have shot them on site, and poly st- polyethylene, she uh, would be alone, and eventually they'd pick up the fact that she was a plant, and then they'd shoot her on site. Yeah, I think that's an airtight, an airtight explanation. And uh, the 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 Justice League would not have even known that this problem existed. It does feel a little bit like maybe they should never have known, 
when the trouble alert does go off, the the guy from GURPS, or GREPS rather, tells them that the plastic shipment is 20 minutes late. It's only 20 minutes, and he is contacting the most powerful beings in existence. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a, uh, a global po- issue. That seems like you call the people who were in charge of shipping the plastic. Yeah, and they say, hey, who did you, um, you know, what, what's... Uh, do you have a tracking yeah, number? Do, don't, don't jump to Superman. Yeah. Especially if he's doing something important, like a celebrity golf tournament. What uh, what charity do you think they were uh, playing for? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they should have been playing for Wendy and Marvin. I think I assume the charity was the uh, foundation for teaching teenage girls how to cook for people. Yeah. Um, or maybe the charity was uh, microplastic awareness. Maybe it all maybe it's all tied together. Yeah. I Could don't be. Know. Uh, well, my rating for this is uh i'm gonna give this because i i really felt for the uh the villain and i really felt for you know i i thought that his relationship with his um subordinates was a real uh example above leadership and you know how to listen uh to lead and you know don't don't belittle people explain to them how pretend science works yeah Oh, the other thing is, uh, you know, it, while it wasn't entertaining uh, or, you know, particularly very, um, hold on, why it wasn't entertaining or very clever, there was a portion where the um, narrator uh, speaks in a uh, two sentences of just P words. Yep. Yeah. It's a long stretch of alliteration there. A long alliteration stretch. And that was a lot of effort, and I have to give it to him. So I'm giving this one 63 Haunted Hills out of 67. I think that's a solid rating. Like you said, the team dynamics of King Plasto, Styro, and Polyethylene are really a shining example of teamwork. Yeah. And in a series that seems to only showcase... Toxicity and dysfunction, and the uh, the straightforward nature of Plasto's desires, and really the compared to other threats, the low stakes of his plan, yeah, are are refreshing. Yeah, the the increased hostility toward Marvin, I'm I'm of two minds about one. Obviously, he deserves it most of the time. He is a nuisance. But two, you know, you start to feel bad for him because his brain seems like it's made of oatmeal. And so he can't really help it. So, you know, they're they're extra mean to him, but they at least do, they do apologize once, which is, I think, the first time that's happened. Yeah. I think the question we have to answer is, how much of his harebrained bullshit do they have to put up with off camera? Uh, because oh, I think it's got to be constant. If it is just incessant um, madness, you know, like, I, I imagine of... he calls each of them like a lot at weird times. Yeah, anytime he has a thought about something 
or something scares him or, yeah. you know, for any reason. He's just calling them all hours of the night. He'll just show up. Oh, sure. I bet he shows up at, like, the Daily Planet asking for Superman, so he's probably trying to blow Superman's cover all the time. He's probably endangered them on a regular basis. Yeah. But all of that is to say, uh, I give this 400 million microplastic particles out of 600 million microplastic particles. So that's 200 million that are not accounted for? Yeah, those are those are uh, now in our uh, food and our our own uh, tissues. Got it. We we yeah, those have seeped into us, and we are now all the uh, more frail for it. So yeah, that is Super Friends season one episode ten, the Fantastic Furps. The to one last th- one last thing that I thought was great is that they got Superman doing uh, plugs for the next episode now. Yeah, do you think it's because this episode ran short and they're like, oh, I guess we better <laughs> plug the next Gotta episode. Cram something in there. Yeah, I think I think that's possible. I am a little uh, surprised that they had anything to show for the next episode. Because looking at these, I assumed they finished throwing them together seconds before it aired. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, it almost feels improvised. Right? Yeah. Like they just like record it and then animate it because uh, they don't know. They don't know what's going on. But we've learned a lot. I've, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about friendship. And I've learned a lot about plastic and how plastic actually works. Yeah, the, the fiber-reinforced epoxy resin plastic. Yep. I think it's, I think it's going to change the world. It is. And um, thank you all for listening. There's, th- there's probably thousands of you, uh, and we're so, so grateful to have you along for this ride. Please stay tuned. Again, That staying tuned is not something that's done anymore. Uh, if you're listening, you'll just download it, so um, you don't need to stay tuned. But stay um, aware and alert, trouble alert. And, and for your own sake... Keep your litigation to yourself. Yeah. Again, you're not going to get us. You're not. So don't even try. Don't even try, jerks. We love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.